0: Welcome to the warrior mindset podcast we are your guide as you make your way through life getting better one percent every day we believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity nothing easy is ever worth it we believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path Welcome to another Warrior Mindset Debrief. These are things that I have collected over the past week or so via social media of one kind or another. I tend to spend most of my social media time on Instagram because I find it, generally speaking, more positive than other social networks. And uh, as before, I want to say that. Uh, something I'm trying to be trying to do is to be more um, purposeful with my time on the internet and not just uh, waste it. So I'm trying to uh, spend that time when I'm on the internet actively seeking out uh, inspirational things, things that pick me up, or things that I want to learn. A lot of times, the things I find lead me down. Um, Deeper rabbit holes, if you will, and uh, I kind of enjoy that, as opposed to the onslaught, never-ending loop of political posts. Um, so, hope you get something out of this. So, I want to take you on a little trip through uh, talking about some leadership concepts, some mindset concepts, and then uh, we'll end on a little bit of, uh, you know, health and health and fitness um, slash uh, coaching there at the end. So first off uh, is this pretty good um, podcast called Compete Podcast, and I've been listening to them for a while, and um, they, they have a pretty decent Instagram uh, companion to their podcast and stuff, and they like to pull out things, and this one caught my eye. Leadership is not about title or status. Leadership is about influence. It is about the opportunity to impact other people's lives, and uh, man, that really hits home. I have uh, been known to step into the leadership role, um, whether it be working uh, for someone else or you know running my own business for um, over fifteen years. And uh, you know, I, one thing I have found is that. You really can't be a successful leader by leading with fear or worrying about uh, control. You have to um, you have to first work to influence the people that you're working with. And note how I said that. It's not I didn't say working for you or I, that are working for me. Right? Uh, if you are in that mindset, then yeah, you're just going to have drones, basically. People that do A, B, and C, whatever you describe. People that are going to want to uh, you know, run out of wherever you have them at 5 p.m. every day. Um, you need to work for their influence. You need to earn their influence, right? Uh, and if you do that, then you will have the opportunity to impact their lives one way or another. Maybe that's through leadership maybe that's through following uh, your lead as the way you live your life and the decisions you make that can be super uh, empowering for you as that person in that leadership position so it's something to look for it's something to maybe do a gut check on you if you're if you're leading a team or you manage people or you own your own business with employees or thinking about getting an employee or whatever even with your even with your children um your friends you know your peers so it's something to think about is that if if you want to step into that leadership role and have respect right you have to earn you have to earn them with influence um and I think that's so powerful um it's a powerful shift in thinking so uh I hope that helps so that ties into another one um, from the Daily Stoic. Uh, if you haven't read the the books, um, I think it's Dan Martell. I think that's his name. Could be wrong. Um, that he's put out about um, studying the Stoics. Uh, he has this great quote uh, at this particular time when I'm looking at his his feed. Um, Epictetus. Epictetus. I I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, but don't explain your philosophy. Embody it. And I think that's super powerful in thinking about how you explain to others the way to be. Like if you are, like this ties with that first bit about wanting to be a leader. If you want to influence people, you don't influence them with your words, right? That is the hardest thing to do. And even if you get a little ground, you're going to lose it pretty quick because people aren't going to follow someone that they don't believe in and the way to get them to believe in t- in you is to embody the things that you're saying right so if you are uh, someone who is trying to lead people to like in the case of maybe being a fitness coach um, or you know whatever in that sense whether it's mental or physical but if you are trying to lead people down the path of improving themselves if you are not yourself, working to improve yourself they're gonna pick up on that they're gonna smell that uh bullshit (laughs) to use a they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna smell that and uh root you out um it's it's you're just not gonna get that respect from that so don't explain your philosophy embody it you know live what you preach walk the walk are the ways to say that um he was this guy was probably the first i guess to say that um but it's a really, really strong quote, and uh, you know, it's it's pretty good. Don't explain your philosophy; embody it. All right. So another Mark Manson, uh, another Mark Manson post in in the subtle art of not giving a uh, F. I think this is might be right from his book, but um, anyway, it's a decent book. And uh, I said I said before I didn't really give it uh, much. Credence, I kind of judged it by some reviews in the back cover, basically, um, and I uh, had someone point out that, you know, maybe I should give it a try, and I did, and it, it turned out to be a pretty dang good book, but um, he's got this thing here, and th- this one is more uh, thinking about how to generate, you know, positive results, how, you know, this is one of those uh, walking the path things, so to experience the negative leads to the positive. To experience the negative leads to the positive. So going through hell can enable you to be a tougher person, right? Have more mental fortitude, okay? So to experience the negative leads to the positive. The pain of working out leads to fitness and energy. Failures in your business leads to insight and wisdom in business. Openness about your insecurities can lead to confidence and charisma. Honest confrontation can lead to trust and respect. Suffering through fear can lead to courage and perseverance. So the argument here is that, you know, I'm going to say in today's society, (laughs) which I I honestly think that's been, um, it's not like a new thing, but we generally, as humans, pursue the positive. We pursue the easy, we pursue the leisure, we pursue enjoyment, Um, we pursue all those things instead of leaning into what you could say, in this case, is the opposite of positive, negative. Because oftentimes when we make our way through something negative, something bad, something hard, something difficult, something scary, um, often through confrontation, those things, comes good things on the other side of it. And it's that path of going through that hardship or that uncomfortableness that builds us up to get to that positive, right? So him breaking it down like this into these one, two, three, four, five, six virtues, right? Fitness, energy, insight, and wisdom, confidence, charisma, trust, and respect, courage, and perseverance. Like think about those as positives. What is the opposite that you might need to make your way through? Identify those things in your life, audit those things in your life, and lean into them. Um, I'm so impressed with uh, one of my students. Uh, I know that I know that she hates. Um, She loves martial arts so far, and and I know that she hates the actual combat side of it. She hates the sparring and the fighting. I know she doesn't like it, but but she's just, like, accepted it and leaned into it, and has come to every class that I can pull together uh, that involves it and has worked on it. She's quite good to to be at the level she's at, but she's just leaning into it, and it it makes me so happy to see someone um, potentially... You know, you have to stick with it, but reaping the benefits from um, sort of leaning into something that could potentially be scary and upsetting uh, for a lot of people, and uh, it's impressive. So here's another one. (laughs) You could go through his stuff. I spend a lot of time on his um, just looking back on things, and and I had to quit bookmarking a lot of his um, posts because I was just, like, bookmarking, like, 12 a week and it's it's too much. Um, uh, but his his thesis here: being special is overrated. You're average, you're average in most ways. Embrace it. Um, yeah. So here's the whole post here. I think this is from his book. But um, my recommendation: don't be special. Don't be unique. Redefine your metrics in mundane and broad ways. Choose to measure yourself not as a rising star as an undiscovered genius choose to measure yourself not as some horrible victim or dismal failure instead measure yourself by more mundane identities a student a partner a friend a creator and man i think there's some power there um because and this might be this might sound like opposite to a lot of um a lot of things that you might even hear from this this website and podcast or some of these other postings but is expectation and that's what this prompts me to think about is expectation and i find that let's just back up when i when i think about people that i that i'm training or coaching or past employees or i mean even friends when I begin to set expectations, not of, not of expecting them to be quality, right? I'm not talking about my expectations in the form of, um, you know, basic things. Like if I hire someone, I expect them to uh, show up on time, to do a good job, to be a professional. Those aren't, That's not the type of stuff. Like if it's a friend I ex- or a person that I want to be a friend, I expect you to, um, you know, be nice to me, be my friend, like, listen to what I have to say, you know, and it's mutual, but like, um, so like, uh, in the sense of coaching someone, let's, let's take fitness coaching, right, at some point, you get close to people, and my expectations tend to grow for that person, like, I want them to want things as much as I do, right, so, uh, you know, they start setting goals and then I get into those goals with them and then when they start slipping or uh, you know, not doing all the things consistently like they're supposed to like we talked about it's important to not internalize that yourself right so expectations can be detrimental when they are uh, externalize or put on other people, right? So, for example, uh, I will take my my sensei, my teacher in martial arts. Um, I have expectations that he is my teacher, that if I go to class, I will learn things or I will be told to practice things. I don't question His methods, I don't question what he asked me to do, but that's my expectation. I don't have expectations that he's going to show me some secret stuff or give me free things or give me special access um, to him after hours. If I get those things, then it's a blessing and I'm appreciative, but it is not my expectation. And I keep that out of it. I also do not expect him to be um, superhuman. I know that he is a person. And, you know, people are not perfect and they have opinions and things. And, and I don't put myself in a position where those things become obstructions to the other relationship that we have. right? And, and I think we do that with, um, you know, everyone, right? You, you know, you... You, like, let's take an employee. If I have an employee, um, I'm paying them to do a job. And, and I, my expectation should be that they show up to the agreed-upon times. They get the things done to the best of their ability. And if I need to level that ability up, well, then I help them or I provide ways for that to happen. Um, but I can't then begin to put on these expectations that, well, you know, they should believe in this business as much as I do, or, you know, they should really be learning to better themselves outside of their job because that makes our business better, right? I mean, if that happens, then that is a great benefit to you, and you should take care of that person, but that should not be an expectation, right? And that's what what this post—I know that's not exactly what this post is about— we can get to that, but that is what it makes me start thinking about, which is why I really like this this cue for me um, when I saw this. Uh, but let's let's get back to this. So, choose to measure yourself not as some horrible victim or dismal failure, or, or, or a rising star, undiscovered genius. Right. So he's saying, make a conscious decision decision not to set expectations on yourself, not to measure yourself to the world or others or whatever to one end of the spectrum or the other, right? Instead, find somewhere in the middle, right? And he's saying specifically to make it mundane, like I am a student, I am a friend, I am a creator, or I am a coach, I coach this thing, right? Keep the expectations and the measurement there. And then when you receive outside of that, you will see it as a bonus. You will begin to give as a bonus. And you'll begin to place that in its right, rightful position. And it, one, not begin to um, expect it every time or not begin to feel as though you have to give it every time. Um, okay. So this, this next one uh, is interesting. Uh, I don't know if this is... Yeah, so this one is twofold, and I just want to bring it up because it kind of annoyed me and um, made me really start thinking negatively. But uh, I think, one, that her uh, message is good, and then, two, this is just a little, you know, getting this off my chest, but um, this is Jen Wiederstrom. Uh, you know her. Um, you, you see her. You'll recognize her. She was on Gladiator or whatever. She was on Biggest Loser, Um I've met her and talked to her a couple of times at uh, Sora next Summerstrong Strong here in, in at their, uh, their event that they have every year. Really sad that we missed the one this year because um, of all this COVID stuff. They, they canceled it. But anyway, Jen Widerstrom, she's recently had a couple of uh, issues personally. I think she broke her ankle. I don't know what she did, but she's on crutches, and then she got bit in the face by a dog or something. Um, So she's, you know, hobble, so she's like this great athlete, she's super jacked and stuff, and good fitness coach, and um, she's like hobbling around with a broken ankle and a big bite in her face. So um, I'd say she's had a pretty rough month, but anyway, her lesson in this post is it's okay not to have a plan as long as you're willing to show up. And and again, I think this relates to the one before this too with expectations. You'll find your flow. You will adapt. But you also need to put yourself in unplanned, uncomfortable positions to see that it's true. And you may even find that you like it. So, you know, you know, there are these people that, they they really like control and they like to plan their environment and they like to know. Like I've got people that I coach that they they have to know the workout before they come in. You know they walk in and they immediately read what it is. They just can't handle um, the unknown and the unknowable. Um, not to be all CrossFit, but I love that term. But they just can't handle it. And and you know she's saying that like it's it's twofold, right? It's twofold. One 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 is that you just may not feel like it. And and two, you may not be into it because you can't see the plan or you can't feel it, right? So the point is, it's okay. Just show up. You know, just show up. It'll. It usually works out well in the end. Like, I got to tell you the the times, like training martial arts, training karate, and training some jujitsu. Usually, the times, you know, I just like I'm not feeling it. I don't want to go, and I start like in my mind making these excuses as to. Uh, why, you know, why I can't be there, or whatever, or just looking for ways to get out of it. Um, when I do go, those tend to be some of the best days, the best days of training. And I think it's mainly because I had no expectation, right? Like, my expectation was just thrown out the window, and I just went and I just got into the flow. And um, probably, as a result, put myself in a really good way to to win, all right, so that's a good lesson from Jen Weiderstrom, but also in in the post, it's just kind of funny. Um, I tend not to read a lot of the comments, um, even in Instagram, even though earlier I said Instagram tends to be a little more positive. And you know, the cardinal rule: never read the comments, right? But um, you know, this one it didn't have many comments, and I just kind of you know flipped down through them. So anyway, her picture: she's in a gym, and um, like there's this lesson and she gives a free workout and it's like a heartfelt video that she made and like the first like one of the first dudes is like you know why didn't you wear a mask in the gym <laughs> you know and it's like wow and so she responds with like I think she's deleted him I can't find it right now I think she's deleted him which well, she should have she should delete him and block him but um, she responds with like uh, thanks, but there was no one in the gym, you know, I, I'm generally safe, and the guy even responds like five minutes later, he's like, good job I can see someone in the mirror you know, and it, it's just like I don't understand why people I mean I do we'll do another podcast on that later about uh, external sabotage to make yourself feel better but like like you know, come on man, like just whoever you were, I know you're not listening to this, but you know, screw you, buddy. And, and I'm glad she blocked you and, and deleted you. Um, all right. This one's from Mark Devine. How to win every day. And he's got this checklist. And, man, this one's good. You should print this one out and put it on front of your computer or whatever, right? Um, so I'm going to read for a minute. How to win every day. This is his checklist. Focus on your mindset. Fail forward. Keep your word. Be consistent. Accept help. Be resilient. Forgive yourself. That's a lot of stuff, okay? Success is a series of small wins. It is essential to be aware of our mindset and accept it. While we won't succeed at everything, we will always fail forward with the knowledge and lessons we gain from a loss. And these are oftentimes the best teacher. Amen, Mark. Never believe that life is yours alone to conquer. The greatest sign of strength is learning how to humbly accept help. Forgive yourself for your imperfections or past mistakes, and remember to praise yourself for growth. Develop the discipline it takes to be consistent. The first step to achieving success is keeping your word to yourself. Little hinges swing big doors. Damn, that's good. Little hinges swing big doors. That is, uh, man, that one gets me excited. I didn't see that before, and it's really hit home. Like the last one, man, you know, discipline People hear the word discipline and they get like like it's this over-the-top effort. You know, oh, I'm going to have to suffer for months from not eating everything I want. Whatever. Discipline is a lot simpler than that. And the most basic beginner place to start with your discipline is to keep your word. Okay? Start with keeping your word to others and then turn it inward and keep your word to yourself like if you don't practice anything else practice that bit of discipline keep your word and it it is one of the things that drives me the, the up the wall the most but it is also um and even when I do it when it when I slip like it it irks me and it it eats at me until I make it right um just keep your word. Like, if you say you're going to go somewhere, with someone do it? If you say you're going to be somewhere, be there. If you say you're going to buy something for somebody, buy it. If you say you're going to pay for lunch, pay for it. If you say you're going to send an email, send it. If you say you're going to, you know, clean up a piece of trash, clean it up. Like, it's simple. Like, how many times do you do you not do that? Do you say you're going to do one thing, but then absolutely don't do it, right? And so it starts externally, keeping your word to others in the world and then it's then it ends with yourself. Keep your word to yourself. If you if you say you're gonna lose ten pounds, lose ten pounds. Do what it takes. Don't let up until you do. Like it if if you're gonna if you say I'm gonna save five hundred dollars this month, save five hundred dollars. Or a hundred dollars, whatever it is. And then the other things, they, they really build to that, right? So forgive yourself for your imperfections, right? Don't dwell on it. Just shut up and do it, right? Never believe that you're by yourself. You, you, you know, unless you literally are a, a hermit that lives on top of a mountain, I mean, even then, but you have others you can talk to. You can make friends if you don't have them. You've got to be aware of these things, in order to grow and honestly it starts with keeping your word with yourself uh shifting gears slightly maybe not um this uh another one from mike dolce uh we're going to talk a little bit about um coaching and some technical not not necessarily technical but just the coaching world but um so Mike is responding to this other coach, Ben Bruno. He's another uh, well-known coach. Um, uh, that coaches like top-level athletes and stuff. So Ben Bruno says, elite athletes make trainers look good, but training elite athletes is pretty easy. Give one a decent demo, and they'll usually do it better than you right away. A mark of a great trainer is taking someone who isn't naturally athletic and getting th- them to move like an athlete. Okay, we can come back to that and... And unpack that uh, not actually the Mike says not actually accurate Ben an elite trainer will produce elite results with a general population or an elite athlete. General fitness trainer will produce satisfactory results with a general population but will likely regress an elite athlete <clears throat> And this the main reason this is in my, my uh, debrief here is that it made me sp- maybe sort of spin on my own coaching for a good day or so. And I still kind of am clearly because I'm coming back to it. But so let's start with Ben Bruno, and, and he's saying that you know when you're working with an elite athlete, it makes you look good as a as a trainer. And you know I I don't like the term trainer as much as coach, um, and I know people have different definitions and things. I think of myself as a coach. Um. More so than a trainer, uh, probably somewhere in between. We like an instructor, maybe. If you want to get super like detailed on the the nomenclature, but um, you know, the idea of a trainer to me, and and they exist, but the idea of a trainer would be like an athletic trainer, like someone who is training you it at sport, right? So you know, a a let's say in football, so like a a running back coach, is like a running back trainer, right? They train you how to be a good running back or train you how to be a good um, receiver or something, you know, specific, whereas a coach is coaching you um, throughout the entire athletic experience, right? Um, So whatever. I I don't even know that they're necessarily... um, differentiating the two they're just using the word trainer and then mike's using that to respond but whatever i'm in the weeds so uh elite athletes make trainers look good but training elite athletes is pretty easy i disagree the training elite athletes is easy i think if you're if you're just looking at the physical instructional technical aspect of what you're teaching them maybe um You know, like in in martial arts, it's it's easy for me to take someone who's uh, naturally athletically gifted and show them a routine or something and have them copy it. Um, There's still a lot behind it. I have to, you know, you have to get them to the core of it. I have to, you know, I have to communicate the reasons behind it. I have to get them to that next level, Um, and I think it's probably the same way in sport. So I don't know that it's overall easy more that maybe that one particular thing and this might be what he's talking about Um, and you know I think he actually gave a response but I can't find it Um, because Mike tends to get a ton of comments Um, so uh, anyway and he says you know give one a decent demo and they'll just do it better than you right away and and, you know that's true like they're going to make it look sexy and awesome because, you know, one, they look good, and then two, they move well. I get that. He says, a mark of a great trainer is taking someone who isn't naturally athletic and getting them to move more like an athlete. Now, that part I kind of agree with. Um, it is very difficult to take someone from ground zero and build them up. Um, uh, you know, and, and it I guess maybe it depends on where you are as a coach or a trainer and your ability to sort of digress the level of detail that you're giving someone. Um, So back to Mike's response, not actually accurate, Ben. An elite trainer will produce elite results with a general population or elite athlete. Okay, I think he sees it as a zero-sum game, right? So I think he's saying that uh, if you're an elite trainer, Just kind of unpacking. I think he's saying that if you're an elite trainer, there's a reason why you got there and you have the same skills as a not elite trainer. Um, And I think he's referring to a person who trains elite athletes. Um, Because, you know, in order to get there, you've had to work with, you know, the general population of people that are not athletes and that you have those skills as well. I think you can become. Um, distanced from that Um, like take for example fighting i I don't you know in in mike's got a ufc background um, from his clients take fighting i don't know that someone who trains fighters at the top level of their game is in tune to automatically switch to be training beginners i'm not saying it's not possible They may make the best beginner um, coaches on the planet. I think it is, you know, probably dangerous when you make general statements, but um, anyway. A general fitness trainer will produce satisfactory results with the general population, but will likely regress an elite athlete. Now that, I think, is probably true. I teach martial arts. That doesn't mean I can teach Conor McGregor how to fight at a higher level than where he is right now simply because I don't have the skill set. Now, yeah, that's kind of like, duh, right? But I don't know that Ben was making an argument that way. I think he was making the other argument. Um, But I will say that I think the mark of a truly great coach or trainer would be someone who takes someone from beginner all the way up to champion um, in whatever sport or vocation that they are in, I would like say that that's probably one of the more impressive feats, and there's very few um, on the planet that have done that, and um, those that have, we should study them last and certainly not least to kind of sum a lot of this up from NC Fit NorCal Fit um, Jason Kalipa's CrossFit gym outfit um from California. Uh, He has this good, or I don't know that he wrote it, but it's a good post that, um, remembering us that fitness is is so much more than just being in the gym. So the post is, the one hour in the gym matters for sure. Work hard and get after it. Yep. But if the 23 hours outside of the gym are nonstop, stress-filled, Junk food binge, junk food thoughts, and crappy sleep—we've got issues. I ad libbed that a little bit. Sorry. Um. Yeah, that's the whole point with my podcast in my in the website here. Man, like, yeah, you gotta get the, the gym time in, right? To be healthy with the run, whatever it is you do, you gotta spend the time doing it. But if you're not working on yourself as a entire warrior as mark divine would say if you're not working on your kokoro spirit if you're not bringing it all together you know like it's not going to work out right so like he says check your hydration check your sleep check your nutrition check your ego check your learning habits get into it fall deep into making yourself better and it all goes together because you are one organism and you're not just one aspect of being an organism. You know, it all goes together. So this is a good one to end on. Take a look at this one too. Going to the gym, working out, matters. Focus on it, but spend time on the other things as well. Fix that diet. Get the sleep. Put good things into your brain. Put down the doom scroll, right? Quit spending all your time on Facebook, looking at bullcrap. Um, I know it's a hard time. You can do it. I hope these uh, have inspired you a little bit. Go find them. Uh, if you find some that you think are cool, send them to me. Um, you know, so I someone sent me this NC Fit uh, handle a while back, and I've been following ever since. So thank you. Um, yeah, I like to find things. Um, I like to get inspired. I hope this helps you do the same. So until the next time, get after it. Y'all.